message tonight. But I am going to read a little bit here. If you'll get your Bibles, and that's real nice of you to stand. Thank you for standing. Psalm, the Psalm 146. Pastor's been in the Psalm for how many weeks? What did he tell us last Wednesday? Seven weeks? Seven weeks? He's been on that particular passage a long time. Y'all did awful good on the music. That awful in that verse is an oxymoron in case you, you wonder. Not awful as in bad, just like not quick as in fast. Awful as in wonderful, great, magnificent. Praise the Lord. Now, thank you for standing, but I'm going to read too, way too much to keep you standing. So let's thank the Lord for the Word in advance. Thank you, Father, for the Word. Thank you for all this good singing, for Brother Nelson, Brother Casey. Thank you for Brother Marty McMillan this morning and the anointing. Thank you for the anointing that shows up in this church when we sing and when we preach. And thank you for the anointing that's on our service directors and our leaders. Thank you, Lord, for Brother Anthony Stapp and his family. They're a blessing to this church and to each of us. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, even for the ones that's walking through the valley right now, those that have lost friends and loved ones in the last few days. We take authority over the prince and power of darkness that wants to put this area into captivity. We bind captivity captive. That's what the Word said for us to do. Oh, God, thank you. Just as you bound Lucifer in chains underwater, in darkness, into a bottomless pit until the end of this age, I pray that for a little season of revival to be effective, that you would bind the prince and power of the air over this region in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Now then, I want to talk to you about how you do the very thing that I just prayed for. How many of you would like to bind the devil in your life so that he was not such a problem to you? Amen. That makes sense to me that we all, we all should want to have victory over sin, over sickness, over disease, over the devil. I want victory over that. I want to tell you something. I don't want to get up in the morning puny. I don't want to get up in the morning sick. I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night tonight. In fact, I woke up. What time was it, Sharon? You thought I was not feeling well and you come to check on me out in the kitchen. Was that 3.30? 3.30 or thereabout? That was Friday night, wasn't it? Friday night, I woke wide awake about 3.30. Man, I could just feel the heavenly host inhabiting our home. I don't want to live where God's not welcome. I'm not talking about an address. I'm talking about conditionally. you got to create an ambiance, an environment where you walk and where you live and where you talk where you sit down to eat, and where you lay down to sleep, and where you rise up to carry on the duties of your lifestyle 
You've got to create the kind of a, a feeling, the kind of an ambiance in your home that God's welcome there. Amen. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I don't have that looked up. I believe that's revelation, isn't it? That's the revelation. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Any man will rise up, open the door, I'll come in and sup with him, he with me. Amen. You have to create a readiness, a feeling of preparedness. You have to create the kind of an environment around yourself that God knows He's welcome. Now, this comes as no surprise to any of us, but tonight from the first song, the, the first jump of the dogs to the last bark, when we say amen and go out of here, it feels like to me we just welcome the Spirit. It's just welcome. Come on, Holy Ghost, do what you want to do. In the singing, do what you want to do. In service direction. I didn't feel any cramp. I didn't feel like you were pulling back against any water, pushing hard against anything. It just felt to me like in this service. Ooh, boy, I feel it right now. In this service, it just feels to me like there's just a free flow of the Spirit. Come on, Holy Ghost. Do what you do in my life. In church is one of the best places I can think of for you to let the Lord move in your spirit. Let the Lord move in your mind. Let the Lord move in your heart. There can be something said in a song that quickens. There's that word again. Quickens your spirit. Brings your spirit alive. Oh, my God. I'm hooked into something right here. I don't know if I'll stay long, but i got to say this to you. you got to live in such a dimension that when the Spirit comes alive, that you rise and respond to it. I'll tell you somewhere else it works real good to create that kind of environment for God to be welcome. And that's when you're driving down the road in your car and there's nobody in there but just you. You need to create a fellowship with God so that people that come past you think you're absolutely crazy. Who in the world are they talking Hey, I'm telling you, before Wednesday night and certainly before next Sunday, we need some people coming back that stand up and testify. Bishop, between your Sunday night sermon and the night, I got stopped by the police twice because I was riding along there praying out loud and talking in tongues and they thought I was talking on the phone while I was driving and they stopped to check and I said, no phone, my phone's off. But my royal telephone is hooked into glory. I was just talking to Central. I was praying for a miracle, a sight to see. Oh, and when it touches me. Hey, I'm telling you, you need the deep recesses of your soul to be active with the kingdom world that can only be touched through the faith touch of a living walk with God. Anybody got that living walk with God in here? Have you got? Don't be ashamed to admit it. Yes, sir. I want to walk and talk in the Spirit. Amen. But how? How do we create that? On our part, what do we do? I think David gave us an insight. Let's see, 146, 147, 148, 149. 
in five chapters. Man, y'all are in trouble. See, I told you it was too much to stand up for me to read. The last five chapters of the psalm, he gave us the key to that kind of a created resonance. You know what I'm talking about when I say a created resonance? There is a, there is a sound that is human. And there's a sound that's heavenly. And there's a sound that's sonar. You can listen. Have you ever gone into one of those aquarium places down on the Gulf where they let you listen to the aquatic life? And you hear them. They're out there in the deep. And they're, they're, some of them click. And some of them make sounds that I'm absolutely sure they're talking to each other. Now, I can't interpret what they're saying, but I'm certain they know what they're saying. Sonar sounds that's out there. And heavenly sounds. I am told that they have equipment that they can sense the skies. And they're right on the verge of breakthrough that they would be able to bring back the actual voices that spoke in times gone by by filtering the air because sound never dies. It keeps going up. Do you know what that means? That means if they could actually do that, you'd be able to listen with the right equipment to Abraham Lincoln actually give the real Gettysburg Address. Man, wouldn't that be Man, wouldn't that be something? Somebody in here might not be quite that mystical. And they certainly wouldn't be spiritual. And they'd say, I'd rather hear Janis Joplin sing such and such. Or, I'd rather hear, yeah, pick the guitar with his teeth. And, and you know, ever, different strokes for different folks is what I'm saying. But what if we were able to create an environment that brought back the actual voice of our Lord and Master when He stretched Himself over a granite rock in Gethsemane. I've been to Gethsemane. I've been to that mountain prayer room on the, the, the hillside outside of Jerusalem. And our, our guide told us, we don't know which rock He prayed. We know this is the region. But we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to the gate and leave you all and find you a place to kneel and pray among the rocks. But don't forget, this is what they told us, Brother Butler. Don't forget, you might stretch out over the very same rock he prayed over. Woo! What if we were able to have the kind of equipment that could filter the clouds? I cloud's not an accident. What's going on with the technology of the Internet? Not an accident. That's why I'm not going to preach against it. I'm not going to be negative about it. You're not going to hear me say, shut off those computers, shut off those phones while I'm preaching. Oh no, if I get boring, I recommend you go to YouTube and call up a Magruder song and let it play right while I'm trying to preach. At least I'll make a nickel on it while you're watching, while you're watching me. Stuff. 
See, that wasn't real spiritual either, was it? That was rather mercenary, wasn't it? Come on, it's all right to laugh a little bit and nod your head. Yeah, that was a little mercenary, I think. I think that was a commercial to the... Yeah. Yeah, I recommend it. That's a commercial. But what can we do? What can you do? What can you actually be a part of that when you're on your job and the enemy presses in like a... Don't you know that when you're at work, that's when the devil tries to catch you unattentive and attack you? Can I get a witness to that? Anybody willing to admit that's when it happens? Where else? Help me out here. Somebody shouted out at me. Where else does the devil try to attack you and catch you unsuspected? And, and right before church. Every time. I thought I heard a lady's voice. Was that you, Miss Sharon, said every time? Man. Do what? In the line at Walmart? Anybody ever been attacked? No, you're not. Un Don't be unsuspected. I've got Sister uh, uh, Lulabelle that'll stand good for that. Don't be unsuspected. He's always going to attack you at Walmart. Just think what victory you've got to have. You work there, right, in the very jaws and the very teeth of the tempter and keep the victory most of the time. Most of the time. Probably all the time, but I'm just, I'm not putting words in her mouth. Where does, where does the devil press, when he presses in like a flood? Do you know what the, the Bible said? I want to quote that difference in King James did. King James says, when the enemy presses in like a flood, the Holy Ghost raises a standard against it. I'd like to quote that a different way. I'd like to quote that, when the enemy presses in, because that's what they do. Can I give you an example that proves that's what they do? Here's my example. Haters hate. Talkers talk. Walkers walk. Moaners moan. Whiners whine. Whatever they are, that's what they do. You have trouble changing a whiner from anything but a whiner. Oh, the best thing you can hope for for a whiner is give him some cheese. Then he'll have cheese with his wine. Moaners moan. The best thing you can do to a moaner is just put your lip down and say, Oh, pity party for you. Oh, you know, hey, I don't want to be a moaner. I don't want to be a groaner. I don't want to be a whiner. I don't need cheese. No, sir. What is it Curly Larry and Moe says about cheese? Cheese, cheese. And he says he's allergic to cheese because his dad was a rat. Well, I don't know. But I'm just telling you, I don't want to be a whiner. I don't want to be a moaner. I don't want to be a groaner. I don't want to be a hater. I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to create an environment where the Holy Ghost is active, where it's alive. They call it in science, fields. You create fields of ambience. There are fields, there are negative fields around people that are negative all the time. And there's positive fields around people that are positive all the time. Instead of us arguing about whether that's true or not, why don't we just hop right in the middle of it and create fields of readiness for God to work? He said, I will work. 
Who will lay it? Amen. Five chapters tells us how. Watch. Watch. Gather up with me. Go to Psalms one Psalm one forty six. One. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. That's how you create a field for God to work in. Two. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. My goodness. No wonder it happens. I'm still dancing. But it's not the same. How do you do that, brother? Casey, I just can't get it. But you still got it. I'm still dancing. Hmm. I'm not dancing for the devil anymore. I, I don't know how to catch that. Well, I've pondered it in my heart, but I can't get it. But I know what will work for every one of us, whether we're a high kicker or a low kicker. Whether we're a fast dancer, a slow dancer, or a no dancer. I know what will work. Praise. Praise. Amen. That's what's happening here. 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. Whether you've noticed it or not, those five chapters start with a call to praise. Every one of them. And they end with a call to praise. And a couple of those chapters, every verse is a call to praise. Call to praise. If you want God to feel welcome in your house, get up in the morning praising Him. The first thing out of bed, Sister Robbins, it'll work whether you're a widow lady with nobody else living at your home or whether you're the little old lady that lives in a shoe that has so many children. If you get up praising, you create an ambiance for God to be active. Hey, the devil will try to attack you in your home. The devil will try to attack you on your job. The devil will try to attack you in your car. The devil will try to attack you at Walmart. The devil will try to attack you young people at school. The devil will try to attack you at play. He'll attack you in your hobbies. Hey, I want to tell you where else there's a battlefield that we overlook. He'll attack you in your mind. He'll try to take charge of your mind. I'll tell you how to win the war at home. Praise the Lord at home. I'll tell you how to win the war at Walmart. Praise the Lord at Walmart. I'll tell you how to win the battle in your mind. Praise the Lord while you have being. Praise Him. Amen. Look at this with me. Look at this with me. That's one and two. Drop down to ten. The Lord shall reign forever. Even thy God. O Zion, with all generations, praise ye the Lord. Why would we go to church if this were not a church of God? Why would we be a part of this if this was a club or social? Why would you just want to join something to have something else to join? Oh no, we're a part of Zion. We're more than a Jebusite fortress. A village built on top of a mountain that later had its name changed to Jerusalem. We're the new Jerusalem. We're a part of that same force, that influence, that spirit that John said, I saw the new Jerusalem, Zion from above, coming down out of heaven, adorned as a bride for her husband. Hey, I want to tell you, that's why we're here tonight. 
That's why we worship like we worship. You're not just playing drums to play drums. You're worshiping the Lord. You're praising the Lord on the cymbals, on the high-sounding cymbals. You weren't hitting those keys this morning, Sister uh, Butler, and playing like you did just to audition for an open opportunity. It was praise and worship on the Lord, uh, on the keyboards under the Lord. Sister Raynell, that effort tonight was not just because there was nothing else you could do. It was a certified exposure of your talents unto the presence of God. Why would I want to keep my talents unto myself? Why would I want to sit without exercising what God's given me ability to do? That's why the leapers ought to leap. That's why the dancers ought to dance. That's why the runners ought to run. That's why the skippers ought to skip. That's why we ought to do everything. We come into Zion, into the house of God, to praise the Lord. Praise causes God to come to attention. Whew, man. 147 verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. For it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant. And praise is comely. Huh. He says, it feels really, really good to sing. It feels really, really good to be happy. It feels really, really good to lift your voice unto the Lord. I've watched some of you praise singers. Out of the corner of my eye from time to time. Because I didn't want to stalk you visibly or make you wonder or think, what's Bishop staring at me? Is he gawking? What am I doing wrong? Have I got a spot? Have I got a blemish? No, that's not what it's about. But I've watched you out of the corner of my eye. The manner in which you praise the Lord. The manner in which you worship the Lord. We used to have... Remember Brother Virgil Sanders? How many of you have been here long enough you remember Brother Virgil Sanders? You remember what he used to do? He'd get happy. He'd take off running. And what would he do right there? He'd leap the center aisle. And it got to where all of our young men back in those days that would run when Brother Virgil Sanders would run, they was leaping the center. You know why? Monkey see, monkey do. Monkey see, monkey do. That's old Chinese proverb. Hey, that's why you need to create a positive field of praise in your home. Because your kids and your grandkids, whatever they see, that's what they're going to do. If they live with negativity, they're going to be negative. If they live with criticism, they're going to be resentful. If they live with animosity, they're going to be haters. If they live with... with uh, uh, distraction and distress and depression, they're going to be pessimistic. But if they live with somebody that early in the morning they're praising, they're singing praises, you say, oh, but you've never heard me sing. You've never heard me. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. i got news for you. You're not carrying a bucket. You're creating a positive feel of ambiance, uh, a positive feel of praise. Go on and sing. It may be horrific to me, but it's beautiful to God. God's going to be blessed by it. 
Amen. Man, there's way too much of this. I'm overloaded tonight. Drop down to 147.20. He hath not dealt so with any nation and asked for his judgments. They have not known them. He's talking about national conditions in chapter 147. And he says, he's not dealt with us so. In other words, even the nations that do know their God shall be blessed. And then he concludes chapter 147 with, praise ye the Lord. It's important for your soul to learn to praise the Lord. It's important for our nation to learn to praise the Lord. Chapter 148, 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise ye Him, all His hosts. Praise ye Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all ye stars of light. Praise Him, ye heaven of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commandeth, and they were created. Now, it's important for your soul to praise Him, to create. It's important for nations to praise Him. He's even saying it's important for the heavens to praise Him. Let the stars, let the twinkle of the stars praise the Lord. Let the beams of the sun praise the Lord. Let the winds, let the rains, let the firmament that's above. Hey, do you see what turns God on? Do you see what makes God, God? It's praise. When we start praising, He cannot resist the praise uh, of nations. He can't resist the praise of souls. He can't resist the praise of the heavenlies. What does it do to Him whenever you get on your feet and you start to praise Him like we did in the early part of this service? I wonder what would happen in your life. I'm talking about intimately, individually, in your life right now. If you was to get up and get in the aisle and start praising God, those of you that are staring down doctor's appointments, I think it would change your physical condition. Those of you that's going through domestic disorder, it would change your home. The ones of you that are going through economic downfalls and setbacks, it'll change your finances. In fact, I testified to my wife after church today. During that offering, that special offering this morning, I felt a miracle of finance. I felt a miracle of resource. I felt blessing fall slap dab in the middle of this place and happen to those that praise the Lord for taking care. Hey, I don't care what anybody else is going to do. I'm going to praise Him in little. I'm going to praise Him in much. I'm going to praise Him when it goes good. I'm going to praise Him when it goes slow. I'm going to praise Him when I'm on the mountaintop. I'm going to praise Him when I'm in the valley. I'm going to praise Him when I feel important. I'm going to praise Him when I feel unimportant. I'm going to praise Him when I'm rejected. And I'm going to praise Him when I'm accepted. I'm going to praise Him when I'm sick. I'm going to praise Him when I'm well. I'm going to praise Him when i got to get out of bed with much effort. And I'm going to praise Him when I hop out very easily. I'm going to praise Him for my uprisings. I'm going to praise Him for my downsetting. I'm going to praise Him for my hope. 
I'm going to praise him in my hopelessness. I'm going to praise him when it's all going good. And I'm going to praise him when it's not going at all. Because if you want to be blessed, praise the Lord. Praise him. All you people. Hallelujah. I'm not dancing for the devil anymore. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Glory. Drop down to 14. He also exalteth. The horn of his people. That's a strange statement. Oh, I know y'all know what that means. I understand that. But just in case somebody doesn't, when we deal with genealogy, when we deal with descendancy, the horn is that chain, that line of descendancy. That goes out. Mm. It's that line of, you know what it means? It's saying that. I had a dad. I had a dad that would worship the Lord. I can see him right now when he'd get happy. He'd go. That's how he shouted. I don't guess I ever saw. Dad really run. I did see him chase brother J. Frank Wilson from down at Potts Camp one time in the service, but it was real slow. He just sort of did his Indian dance as he went. I didn't ever see his tomahawk, but I thought he was after him. That's what I thought. But my dad, I don't believe in making fun of anything. Certainly not the Holy Ghost. I don't get with all this playing that you're in the Holy Ghost. And talking in tongues and play, all of that. But I heard brother, I heard brother uh, from Wichita, brother. Uh, I mentioned him to you before church, Sister Sharon. Anyway, I heard him talk about his old pastor down in Louisiana talking in tongues. He told us exactly what his pastor would say. And you know, there are people in this church that. They, they praise the Lord in a in an unknown tongue of praise. And man, you get to where you you recognize who it is by their tongue of praise. My daddy, when he would start praising the Lord in a tongue, brother Anthony, he'd say, Shokama, Pandana, Shokama, Hulana, Shandana. And man, I heard some folk that they wanted to make that into Hondas and Yamaha's. Buddy, when my daddy would get to praising the Lord and doing that little like that, I'd get goosebumps on the back of my neck even when I wasn't living right. And I didn't understand why, but I've come tonight to tell you why. Because there's something about the horn of praise. Let me tell you parents something. You don't ever need to stop living in praise. You don't ever need to stop living in victory. Because when you do, you break the horn of promise off. 
And it's not just what it does to you, it's what it does to your chain, your line of descendancy. Do you know if you keep praising God? I heard you tonight, Miss Sharon. You was testifying about a mama. She may have gone astray at one point in her life, but she came back to God and renewed. And the eleventh hour, you get the same reward as the one that worked all day. And you know what happened out of that mama's praise? Out of that mama's worship, that horn of descendancy goes on. Some of you may be like me, your second generation or third generation believers. But others of you may be the first one in your lineage to get the victory. Sister Heather, you testified tonight like you didn't have a backlog of people in your past. But guess what you're doing? You're setting up a horn of descendancy, a line of praise for your kids. And praise never dies. My God, I wish somebody would understand what I'm preaching. Praise like prayers never die. Praise never falls by the wayside. Mama, let me tell you something. Those nights you climbed out of bed in the cold of night and you walked through the house praising God until fever broke. Praising God until hooping cough went away. Praising God until the flu was broken. You was doing more than creating healing. You were setting up an environment, an ambiance, where the Holy Ghost feels happy and ready to reside and to move. I don't ever want praise to get very far away from my lips. Never. Never. See where, see where we're going? See where we're at? I don't know. I think I'm going to give out before y'all do. He exalteth the horn of his people. The praise of all his saints. Even of the children of Israel. People near unto him. People dear unto him. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Let me, let me speak to some of you young people who may not have parents that serve the Lord articulately. They're not as close to the Lord as you wish they were. You know, the horn of descendancy goes both directions. Just as your praise as a parent opens up something for your children down into time, the praise of the children reaches back and creates an ambiance that causes mercy to be upon thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Hey, this is more than us coming on Sunday night for what it does to us. I want to tell you, not only what it does to us, it's what it does to this community. This community is going to hell. I don't know if you understand it or not. This, this area is in big trouble. Do you realize spread over the last several weeks that we're having murders at a rampant pace? And somebody told me recently, oh, but you don't understand that particular murder was a drug deal that went bad and yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter what it's over. They're just as dead. There's somebody's son. There's somebody's daughter. There's somebody's mother. There's somebody's father. There's somebody's child. I don't intend to set 
protected me in a church like First UPC and say it's alright we're just going to dance and shout until the Lord comes back no that's not why we're dancing and shouting we're creating an ambiance an environment of praise so your children will come to God so your parents will come to God so your loved ones will come to God that's why the service leader says how many of you have unsaved loved ones raise your hand how many of you have friends that you'd like to see saved raise your hand we're trying to create through our, our active field of praise a resonance a presence a resonance a field of activity that praise moves God and God moves children and children move parents and people get moved for revival in the end time. Somebody take a praise break with me right here. Praise the Lord. One forty nine one. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And his praise in the congregation of saints. Can I speak prophetically into someone here tonight? Is there anybody in here ready to be spoken to? A word from the Lord. Are you really? Are you really? Can I, can I speak into you? Will you receive this? I feel a prophetic word for those that are ready. There is a point where your praise, it may have been the same old praise behind you. You may have done it out of force of habit or even out of command. We say, come on everybody, praise the Lord. Let's all lift our hands and praise the Lord. And you respond out of obedience. But I'm prophesying tonight. There are some people in this room that your praise is standing towed up to a line of new things. It's becoming a new deal with you. It's becoming a new reality to you. You're singing unto the Lord a new song. Oh, boy, I feel it right now. It's not the same old melody. It's no longer your cheating heart will make you weep. It's not I'm walking the floor over you. It's not, it's not I'm so lonesome I could cry. But there's a new song out of praise and out of a heart that's been monitored to the things of God that's wanting to break forth in this place. Hey, it doesn't have to be everybody. I understand what the preacher was preaching this morning about one accord in one place. I understand that. But don't wait for everybody else to get the anointing of praise, the garment of praise, the transformation of praise, the ambiance and the environment of praise. You can be a leader in that. You don't have to be called to preach to be a leader in that. You don't have to be musically inclined to be a leader in that. I'm telling you, I hunger, I long for the moment when I get out of my car out in the parking lot and I see others getting out and they're coming in, skipping and dancing and praising. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I praise you, God. My new song doesn't have many words. My new song doesn't have much of a tune. But I'm going to praise you 
with all that is within me. Your praise is not hooked to somebody else's lyrics. Did you get that? Your praise is not hooked to somebody else's song. Climb out of your car on the way to work and praise the Lord. Praise Him. Praise Him with a a, a loud voice. Praise Him with a high voice. Praise Him with a cymbal. Praise Him with a drum. If you've got nothing else to beat on, I heard somebody beating around here during the service today and I thought, who is that? It felt pretty happy. I couldn't figure out. And I looked around first to see if Brother Butler got back on the drums. He wasn't there. I looked around. Boy, but they was just beating. And then I found you, Brother Donnie. You was over there during the preaching. You was beating on the seat. Just beating the seat. Boom, 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 boom. Just praising the Lord. I'm not recommending everybody to beat the seat all at the same time. Or you wouldn't hear. They'd make your job really, really tough, Brother Austin. And you've done a really good job today with the sound. I've already told you that before. Thank you for that. Hey, but I want to tell you, your praise is not hooked to my tune. And your praise is not hooked to my lyrics. Thank God for the songs and the lyrics and the music and all of that. But when the music stops, Brother Casey, I want to keep on dancing. Stand with me if you will, please. Man. To execute upon them the judgment written, the honor, have all His saints. Praise ye the Lord. Man, they go from singing in the start of that chapter to judgment and not being able to sing in the end of it. But to one thing that doesn't change. You get me? You hear me? You with me? The one thing that doesn't change. Brother Tim... When there's victory in the camp and you're burning the high torches of praise because of the victory, that's great. I'm for it. But when you feel like all the camp has desisted, deceased, and quieted, the one thing that don't change is you might have been down sick a few days ago, but praise sounds good to God out of a sick voice the same as it does out of a well voice. Maybe that's what Brother Smith has discovered. Maybe that's what your dad's come to realize through this affliction that's brought him so low is that the praise of a sick voice sounds just as good in the ears of God as the sound of a well voice. That's what you need to tell him the next time you feel buffeted and you go to the Lord. My voice may sound like that of one buffeted. It may sound like one afflicted. It may sound like one that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, may you also understand that in my praise I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, 
they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And my cup runneth over. My God, folk, we can't wait until everything's going good for our cup to run over. we got to let our cup run over in sickness. we got to let our cup run over in health. we got to let our cup run over when it's goodness. we got to let our cup run over when mercy is on our trail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then 150. Probably a lot of these KCA alumnus could quote 150. They had to learn that one. Praise ye the Lord. Praise Him in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and the organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbal. Praise Him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise you the Lord. Let's take about a, a, a full minute and let's just praise Him on whatever we got to praise Him on. You're not hooked to somebody else's lyrics. You're not hooked to somebody else's tune. Just praise Him on the cymbal. Praise Him on the high-sounding cymbal. Praise Him on the stringed instrument. Praise Him with the dance. Praise Him with the, the, the sound of victory. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord.